Welcome to Opinions Like Ales, everybody, your favorite pop culture podcast where we have opinions and most of them stink. My name is Michael Zampino. With me, as always, is Hilton Price. Covered in Christmas cheer, uh, this this recording session. Uh, not, not in Surprised like any, by that. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I am deep in my work uh, with Tulsa Ballet's The Nutcracker. Uh-huh. Uh, we, are, we are spending our weekends bringing joy holiday joy and wonder to the children and families of Tulsa. Lots of cracked nuts. A lot of cracked nuts. Nut cracking. It's uh it's it's you know it's it's just just like being single for me, really. Have you ever used a decorative nutcracker for its actual purpose before? I am not even they sure. They don't work for shit. We sell so many nutcrackers, I'm pretty sure none of them can actually crack nuts. Yeah, they're not very good at doing their actual job, but I think now they're mostly made for decoration. Yeah, they they are bad at their job. But who's not bad at his job is our guest this week. Boom. Right? John Stringer's with us. Welcome back, John. It's been too long. Thank you for having me back. Two of my favorite names, favorite voices, favorite personalities. I'm glad to be here. Oh, thank you, baby. Yeah. John is coming Uh, in live uh, from uh, from his church home. And what part of Kansas are you in now? Uh, we're in a small town about an hour southwest of Wichita. That's right. That's right. So we're on the Oklahoma. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, but re- a really small town, about 2,500 people. And honestly, we love it. Uh, I realize that quality of life is what I'm pursuing and not the busy areas because with comedy, all I do is go to busy areas. So sure. it's nice to go somewhere. Yeah. Quiet. We can kind of unplug. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, we, uh, you know, we started a, uh, we, we, uh, we started our own little network and, and website and, uh, you know, we'd always joked about starting a church and, and we, we went with OLA ministries. So we are now OLA ministries.com. And I feel like we need to combine forces and somehow I'm get a five hundred one c three. Yeah, I feel like we could do it. I feel like we could somehow I, avoid taxes. I feel like you're right. We we had an opportunity when we first got this place, and Joanna and I always joked about it. But when we first moved in, it had uh, the nonprofit status, mm-hmm. and we were just going to create a cult just to keep the nonprofit status situation. There but, are so many other great reasons too. Yeah, that's what yeah, I told him yeah. when, when we started OLA Ministries because we loved the name and, and and we even we even spent the day uh, driving across Oklahoma looking for like abandoned architecture, abandoned church architecture because we thought it'd be cool when we built the website. And uh, I kept saying, "Let's start a church," but he he keeps, like a real one. He keeps telling me no. You know, uh, here's the thing: is growing up Italian. There's there's one story you always remember, and that is how Al Capone went down, and it was taxes. <laughs> So joking about cheating on taxes is very, very funny to me. But the idea of actually doing it is very, very scary. You're not trying to go down like Oh, very scary. Yeah, no, I don't want to go to prison. Prison's scary, y'all. Yeah. You ever seen Scared Straight? No. No, yeah. no. <laughs> I don't fuck around with that. They, I didn't need to see Scared Straight. The fact that Scared Straight they're existed was enough. <laughs> yeah, they're very mean boys. They were like, do you want to see the movie that will make you scared of prison? And I was like... Done. No, that's all I need. Just they, they, they made a movie of that. Good. So uh, you just got back. You were. This is your first week home. Where were you last week? Uh, last week I was in the Bahamas and the Caribbean nice. uh, on a Holland America ship. I did two weeks on the New Stottendam. They have weird names, okay. but I was on a Holland America New Stottendam for two weeks with Joanna. Nice. So we nice. had a straight two week. It was work, but it wasn't work. Sure, uh, sure. When she's around, I mean, we, we got a lot done. We had a lot of date nights, 
uh, we did some excursions and uh, like we got to go through a waterfall, uh, a natural waterfall through the Dominican Republic. Okay. Uh, it was like where water had just run for thousands of years and it carved a little thin canyon. Oh, out. wow. Oh, cool. But water continues to flow through sure. there and they have these like natural rock slides. So we were plummeting, you know, a story or two stories into the water below and then we'd go to the next rock slide and do it again. That's why it was amazing for for people in our age group. There were people in our group that were over seventy. No, and I I was truly terrified for them. Yeah, because I mean I was getting scrapes and bruises on these rock structures, the and then they would they would put someone our grandma's age in the little in the little slide shoot, and I'm like, no, 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 don't push grandma. <laughs> yeah, but, you know. I, it was a. Uh, they they should have put a more accurate reading or or rating on what that excursion was going to be. But yeah, they, they yeah, was, uh, the excursions are always they're very loosely worded. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Swim with the sharks, and you don't realize you're swimming with the sharks. Yeah, like no, they're, no they're cage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and I think it's important to remember that 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 <laughs> grandma in this situation was probably up for a little getting scraped. Well. You no, know, she probably just thought it was just a straight <laughs> waterfall. She's like, "Yeah, waterfalls are pretty. Let's go." But but you got to remember too that they're they're you know you're in your your twilight years, uh, and, and you got that bucket list. You got that sense of you know you want to do everything. So she's maybe like, she's I'm going like, out with a bang. Yeah, go down that Dominican Republic natural water slide, <laughs> blaze of glory. It just yeah. made us all nervous. Yeah, we were all just scared for their lives. Yeah. She, meanwhile, nothing- she's. Got a I death wish. my parents on this thing. No, but, but she's like, she's like, y'all don't understand. I'm going first, you know. If I go, I go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Take me, Dominican That's Republic. So we yeah. went to, uh, I went to the Bahamas uh, my senior year of high school uh, on a cruise, uh, which was pretty wild. The fact that like we, uh, that they had a band competition on a cruise ship that would allow us to make this thing a thing. Wow. Yeah, it was wild. Yeah. Um, that feels like a school employee figuring were, out a plan. There were other schools, Hilton, from all over the country. They may have corroborated. It was wild. <laughs> uh, They're like, I know how we can get us a free cruise trip. The more wild part, though, was that it wasn't the entirety of the cruise. So it was like half of the people were like high school band kids and the other half were just regular cruise people. So like every night we're just surrounded by super drunk people, you know, and the normal cruise stuff. Um, But it was, uh, it was pretty wild. We, one thing that I never thought about before is trying to play a wind instrument on a moving ship. It's quite difficult. It's different. Uh, it's very oh, really? weird. Yes, because your equilibrium gets thrown off. You're swaying, right? And it feels like the boat is pulling the instrument away from your mouth. You're trying to follow it <laughs> as you. Su- it was very strange. Like it, it was wild. That's yeah. something you don't think about. No, not at all. And then you're yeah, in it, no, and you're like, "This I would never is think weird as that. hell." <laughs> but it was fun. We got to go to. Uh, <laughs> we got to go to where they shot the remote shots for Gilligan's Island, where like they did the, you know. The shots of the island itself, the not soundstage shots. That's cool. That's uh, they, nice. Yeah, they took us to where they did that. That was pretty cool. Uh, and me and my friends snuck away and smoked weed and got naked and, so that we could say, hey, we were naked on Gilligan's Island. <laughs> that's awesome. That's that a, is a pretty good story. Right. Just that, to be able to say, hey, that's a cool achievement. You ever been naked on Gilligan's Island? Yeah. I fucking have. Yeah. <laughs> 
I still That's love the this. most unbelievable part of that show is that no one was naked on that island ever. Ever, yeah, yeah. right? No, they never changed clothes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Same outfits. No. Nothing washed. That shirt never got dirty. How come his pants were always so white? Yeah, how did he have white pants? Where did a, he find bleach on that island? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Professor's like, the professor made I, some. I'm constantly making bleach for this asshole in his I, pants. This <laughs> is why they couldn't get off the island. His valuable boat making time was just was all taken up making bleach. Making, making bleach ho- loads for homemade the skipper. <laughs> it's like, damn it, skipper. I know you like them whiter than white, but we have to get to safety. Man, what a wild show that was. Yeah. They really kept people forever and ever believing, like, yeah, yeah, people keep finding their way here, and they all leave, but uh, these folks are just stuck here. That's great, too, because like the, gar- never gets the Harlem Globetrotters show up, and somehow they get off, but nobody else gets off the island. What the fuck is that? <laughs> it, it's a great early example of believability in a show being shattered over the course of its existence, you know? Like, before we had Lost and its polar bears and its sequence of numbers, you just had... <laughs> How the fuck can't they get off after seven years that where everybody else does? Solid know? question. Yeah. Did you have a, a favorite rerun show when you were a kid? Like, did you ever watch any of those shows that were like before our time, but were just reruns? Yeah, certainly. Uh, Night Court. I no, think I hell really yeah. enjoyed Night Court. Night Court yeah. was good. Do you I know they're rebooting it? What's that? Do you know they're rebooting it? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah it's like, a, well, I don't got, know if it's a re. It's, it's a reboot or continuation. Yeah, They've because got it's Melissa Rauch from uh, Big Bang playing. Uh, uh, she's going to be Harry's daughter. Yeah, yeah, Harry Anderson's okay. daughter. Yeah, and uh, Larroquette is the the biggest uh, carryover. Yeah, character. John, John Larroquette is back. Yeah. Uh, I think he's the only I had one. No idea. It looked to me like he was the only one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Still, I'm excited to see that. Yeah, I that hope was one. And- I hope it's decent. Because I don't know if I, you saw the trailer for that '90s show, but. Oh, boy. Does that look terrible? It looks real bad. Yeah, which is a oh, shame because no. I like I like the the actors that play Red and Kitty mm-hmm. on that show. Me too. They, yeah, uh, they're great. Yeah, Night Court was rad. I watched a lot of Night Court. Uh, I watched some Gilligan's Island. We watched... Uh, uh, Green Acres was really? one for me. I watched Green Acres with... Um, uh, what was her name? Ava Gabor. Uh-huh. Um, I watched a lot of Ozzy and Harriet Oh wow! when I was little. Isn't that wild? That's an old ass show. (laughs) (laughs) I watched uh, MASH, Hogan's Heroes, and uh, uh, I Love Lucy. Anytime those were on, I would watch those. And those are before all of our times. Yeah. Yeah. They still. They hit a spot. They do. I recently. Your, your Ozzy and Harriet also feels like they, they feel like the extra old ones. That well, that one. Is, yeah, yeah, that yeah. one's a real how-to on misogyny. I'll tell you that much. But uh, <laughs> well, I, of course, I love Lucy too. For sure, everything from Lucy. that era. Yeah, everything from that era was just like yeah. put on a pretty dress and know your place, which was not a good time for ladies <laughs> or black people. Let's be honest. Um, but. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, MASH. So I recently had to have uh, carpal tunnel surgery. So I was in the orthopedic office uh, quite a few times. In the, and I, I would always get my appointment for as early as I could, right? And they always play TV land. So I saw like several episodes of MASH. But every time I was in there waiting in the waiting room, I saw like almost a full episode of MASH. Because I guess it plays at 8 a.m. every day on TV land. So if you're looking to watch MASH... You can, and I'll tell you when it plays. Eight Central. <laughs> well, and TV TV Land was the spinoff cable network from Nickelodeon's Nick, Nick at, at Night, Night, which I just realized 
I have no idea. Does Nick at Night still exist? Yeah, but now it's porn. <laughs> o- old porn. Just it's all seventies retro porn. Retro porn. <laughs> it's public domain porn. Do, no, but for, do, I'll Google it. But before I do, do either of you know if Nick at Night is still like? Does Nickelodeon so. After Dark still do old adult program? Like not adult adult, but like yeah, old yeah. Grown, grown up, up. programming. I don't, I don't think so. I think TV Land I, took it over. I want to say it's still a thing because I know that there are comedians still using Nick at Night as a uh, credit. <laughs> yeah, that I don't they, doubt. They had a series that was like Funny Moms, and so I know of a few female comedians who were on a show. Okay, so maybe they. they do- I remember that. I, in fact, I remember a couple of comics using that. It's been a few years since I worked with one, but 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 yeah, I, I, uh, it was a while ago. Yeah, but no, so maybe, I don't know for sure. But I but I, I would guess that it still exists. So maybe they still have it, but instead of like old reruns, it's like different programming. Sounds like. Because they definitely weren't playing Maybe. like comedy stuff or like comedy specials, stand up on the old no. Nick at Night days. What's it say? Uh, I'm still looking, still looking. I, uh, it looks like. I believe it- that they're run by a, a TV network called Nugget. Nug- they're under the Nugget umbrella, <laughs> Nickelodeon. <laughs> the Nug- no, I mean it. Nugbrella. Really? I, di- I didn't know Choice that. Nugs. Yeah, hell Choice, yeah, bro! Yeah. I love Choice Nugs. Which honestly, uh, a little, a couple of Nugs makes Nickelodeon a lot better. Frankly, Nugs uh, yeah. at night. <laughs> yeah, it's good, good stuff. And and Nugs at night has always been part of my uh, my evening routine. So, jeez, do you Can remember? You imagine you could you could bring back all real monsters. You could bring back Jug, Doug. Oh, so you could good. basically oh, yeah. make Hey Arnold. And it, it's kind of like Hey, it's kind of like a Adult Swim. But it's just children's shows for people in our age range. Yeah, to just enjoy choice snugs while you enjoy choice snugs. Yeah, well, Rocco's like, Modern Life. Uh, like most of that stuff is on Paramount now, on Paramount Plus. Oh, nice. Yeah, you can do a good chunk of the old. I I got nice and high recently and watched about a whole season of Ren and Stimpy. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that was a good time. That was a good time. That show holds up, man. It's so weird and gross and awesome <laughs> i got how... to work with one of the uh the voiceover actors for three or four of their characters really uh, i think his i think his first name is anderson last name pete but i can't remember his correct. first name p-e-e-t that's correct anderson. i believe yeah, that yeah. is well I, uh, that last name definitely is i'm almost 100 percent sure yeah he's I got to work with him and Rich Hall in Vegas, and they're just two of my nice. just two of my favorite people. That's awesome. Really funny, but yeah, yeah. All right, uh, looks I fear oh. Vegas. <laughs> my God, uh, friends, friends, and Mike and Molly are now on Nick at Night. If you want to know, wow, right. we have reached the when I was in college is now on Nick at Night era of Nick at Night. <laughs> yeah, Mike and Molly doesn't feel that old. Yeah. Oh, uh, apparently they've also got Seinfeld, uh, Young Sheldon, uh, and wow. whoever this guy is. Might, <laughs> and this, that might be that part guy. of Young Sheldon. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Snow Day? Um, isn't that a movie? That's a movie. Yeah. So now they're playing. That's on right now, huh? Okay, this must, must just be Nick. Yeah, that's probably just Nickelodeon. Yeah. I'm like, there's a Sonic and SpongeBob. <laughs> yeah. Well, it also said in the wiki that, that a couple years back, almost 10 years ago now, they started showing... Um, uh, Nickelodeon shows on Nick at Night, including all that and Keenan and Kel, which I guess kind of just finally okay. makes sense because a lot of the Nick kids had finally grown up to be adults. So 
Ah. You know, Doug is an old man with a mortgage at this point. <laughs> you, know, uh, uh, you know, Skeeter's probably in rehab. Let's be honest. Oh, Skeeter's dead. Ske- yeah, Skeeter's yeah. dead. <laughs> Skeeter's dead. Yeah. Roger. No, you're, wait, Ro- Roger's, Roger's dead. dead. Roger's, Roger's dead. dead. Skeeter, Skeeter's probably going through like a divorce. For sure. You know, thrice divorced. Yeah, that's it's all right. <laughs> I, what was the dog on that? Spunky? Doug's dog? Oh, oh that's a good question. I don't think it was Spunky. Yeah, no. that doesn't that doesn't feel right. No, Rocco's dog was spunky. No, okay, yeah, was it? Maybe I don't know. More <laughs> more googling. Yeah, right. Get the research department on it. Where are you <laughs> off to next, buddy? How we'll long? Have a fact you, check at the you end. get? Uh, do you get a nice chunk at home now for the? Or do you get to stay home for the holidays and everything? Uh, I just get this week off, and then I'm pretty much uh, <sighs> booked up through February. And even Christmas in week. March, I've got. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, uh, I get on a flight tomorrow morning at six a.m. and then I join a ship for eleven days. Wow. It goes from New Orleans through the Bahamas, the Caribbean, and then back to New Orleans. So yeah. it's just my last. Uh, it's my last ship contract for three months, and I have a bunch of land gigs lined up. Nice. I just lined up a ton of weekends. I'm coming out to uh, Tulsa. I mean, in your area, the Tulsa Looney Bin, the mm-hmm. Wichita Looney Bin, the Little Rock Looney Bin. It's sad they closed OKC. Yeah, but, uh, really sad. About yeah, I'm that, doing man. that. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Larry it's and a Terry. That was one of my favorites. Yeah, they were yeah. the best. Really love them. Um, and when you come so, to this, area? Yeah, I was going to say you're coming in February, right? I am. I am. Yeah. Nice. And so, I think I. Uh, I they're spread out over January, February, and April. I can't remember which. I think I'm doing Wichita in April. Yeah, I was gonna say I nice. think ours. I think the Tulsa one was in February, if I remember correctly, because I I looked it yeah, up before right. whenever we said we'd have you on. Um, either way, you can go to looneybincomedy.com and get your tickets to any of those shows, whichever region you're in, Little Rock, Wichita, or Tulsa, yeah. uh, and you can go see John any of those shows. But if you're uh, if you're here in in our neck of the woods, which you know a lot of our listeners are uh look up those dates in february and definitely come come out with us to see a show because man it's a good time and we'll talk about it again at the end of the oh, episode of but your uh social media you're always updating with where you're where you're playing through is there a specific Correct. social yeah, media yeah. that's best for people to follow you uh i would say facebook fan page or instagram or even my website typically i have all those things updated with my latest calendar so uh uh, instagram probably the easiest you can just go and glance at at j-o-n-j stringer j-o-n-j-s-t-r-i-n-g-e-r yeah no bullshit uh, my website no bullshit at all i was gonna say has all of it i was gonna say no bullshit uh silent h in your name we don't do we don't do that yeah (laughs) we're too efficient for that that's right j-o-n we got stuff to do yeah we're on a schedule here folks (laughs) no time to draw an h fuck you and the uh, uh <laughs> and uh so it's talking about social media I, I i i still see how facebook is still so strong and then instagram is really coming up strong do you see any other social media avenues that have really been useful or beneficial to you because i'm not seeing much and especially seeing twitter implode it's got me thinking a lot about is there other avenues we should be pursuing are there any that are strong you know, I know TikTok's super popular with young kids, but I'm not seeing our generation on it a ton. You could, uh, you can go toot on Mastodon now. You can go toot. Do you know that that's that's literally what they're they're calling? I mean, come on now, like, you really expect people to be like, oh yeah, did you read uh, did you read John's new toot? Yeah. 
fuck off. I'd love that. I would love that. <laughs> Nobody can take that seriously. If you were like, if you were like, yeah, the president tooted today on Mastodon. <laughs> could you even imagine? Tooting. Yeah, could you even imagine the president's official statement on on Mastodon is official toot? Well, and that's that's. Uh, I was gonna say uh, then you then you're dealing with retoots. Yep. Yeah, which you know, at that point, uh, lay off the Mexican and the cheese, man. You know, that's uh, that's too much tooting. <laughs> if you're retooting, now we got a problem. Vladimir tooting. <laughs> God damn it! I'm just word associating no, out. <laughs> when when so uh, really Instagram and Facebook, that's where I do most of my damage, and Perfect. my website still serves a website's purpose. Yeah. Uh, I need to revamp my YouTube because just. I've had several videos go up to a bunch of views and then they get brought down by YouTube because of uh, unoriginal music or something like that. That's always. And so I guess I kind of lost. Yeah. I lost my momentum over with, with, I just, I've lost my momentum with, with social media. (laughs) I got, (laughs) I got way more focused on just, just doing stand up and renovating. Yeah. Renovating the church. And honestly, man, that's my, my least favorite part about it's like, so much of our job becomes not the doing the jokes part. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's when it becomes exactly. not as fun. Cause you're like, I yep. just, I want to go tell, I want to tell jokes. That's fun. Yeah. Yeah. So I get but everyone, it. I get it. Every generation before us had to deal with a different plight, a, yeah. a different version. Yep. PR. Yeah. hundred percent. You'd actually have to mail VHS to clubs you wanted to get in. That's insane. So oh, we're in a much better place. <laughs> For sure. I just can't. I can't post several times a day. I am a. I'm yeah. a grown man. I don't, <laughs> I don't have it in me. Right. I'm a grown man with like things to do and. I have children for yeah. fuck's sake. Yeah. Well, and, and even even for the folks that don't or or aren't or, or or still find that they have a little bit of downtime, there's something very uh it can be very irritating or or just against what I feel like I should be doing to sit there and talk about ourselves, you know? Like I'm just not I it, it may, you know, I I have a very good radioish voice, so it may be hard to believe, but I don't like this kind of promo. Uh, work that we do you know it's just yeah. not fun to be like listen to this episode come to this show check me out it's yeah like, we know we really want to hear ourselves talk but not about ourselves <laughs> yeah that's the truth <laughs> for sure but i um and and you know especially with with everything that's happening on twitter uh i, I have finally on the other side, realized a lot of the value there because I had just recently got back on that service to follow certain comedians, creators, and journalists who really, for the and, and I'm sure we've all seen this, for the folks that really embrace a specific social media, they do great with it. You know, like there's so many journalists who they were embracing that short format and that link format to pass on information that I was finding so useful. So now to see all this implosion that's happening over there, it does have me thinking about, do I have to go fucking toot on Mastodon? <laughs> or I know, um, what's the other ones? Um, Hive. People are Hive's talking about Hive or yeah. uh, Post oh, News. No. I don't even know about this. Yeah, it's it, well, it's because of all these people that are leaving Twitter are trying to figure out where's the next thing for that same kind of communication. I've been trying to test the limits of, uh, of, of how if, if I have any Twitter reach by just uh, tweeting things like Elon Musk is a Mark ass buster. Yeah. 
Nice. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah. to see if he old suspends me. Bitch. Yeah, old Mark ass, trick ass buster. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny though, because if you look up the Urban Dictionary definition of Mark ass buster, it's like someone who just like gets everything from other people, and it's like, oh yeah, that's pretty much what he did. That's it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's a Mark ass buster. Stands on the shoulders of other. That's yeah. all he is. Yep. Trick ass, bitch ass trick. Yeah, yeah, shaped like a potato. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like uh yeah. Uh, I, I went to uh I, I graduated with the uh Bush twins in high school, Barbara and yeah. Jenna. Oh sure, yeah. And uh and that's when that's when George W was the governor of Texas. And I can't remember which one of our uh so, someone in our grade found a sticker that said uh that Bush was a punk ass chump. <laughs> and I think my myself and two or three other uh seniors that year had those bumper stickers on their car. That's so we awesome. were still friends with them and they didn't care. They knew it was a joke, but it was fucking uh, someone came out with a great bumper sticker at a great time. Yeah, but I mean when you're chump. when you're a teenager, there's a ninety percent chance that you're like, Yeah, my, my dad is a punk ass chump. You know what I mean? Like you're just kinda <laughs> anti yeah. your parents for whatever reason well and especially and i mean all yeah. kids are different i don't want to make assumptions on the bush girls i don't know them at all but the uh you know nice girl really normal even george w very normal nice dad yeah uh, it was it was yeah not someone i would ever vote for but he would come in and be extremely funny and sarcastic like i, I one time i was over at the governor's mansion and i'm seeing this historical building for the first time and he pops in real quick and he's like, hey, you guys hungry? And the girls are like, yeah. And then he's like, all right, you know where the kitchen is. And then he disappears. And I thought that was pretty good. <laughs> Just it, total dad joke. Yeah, I was like, say, that's a classic yeah, normal dad, dad stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, he earned a little respect in those interactions. For that's sure. cool. So bad at running a baseball team, bad at running a country, Not but great, great, whole country good thing. at being a dad. Yeah, decent dad. Good, well, sarcastic dad. Yeah. Hell yeah. He, he actually seems like he would have been a blast growing up with a dad like him. I'm sure he was, actually. Yeah. Because he did cocaine and shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> and that's kind of the problem. You know, he and, fucking partied. And that's kind of a challenge yeah. is that, you know, people have been saying that about W for years that he seemed like the kind of guy you want to hang out with, you want to have a beer with. It was one of the things that helped him. Oh, really he was a good old boy. Ride to the nomination, ride to the White House. And then, of course, you, you get him in there and then you get the politics of it all. And you're just like, ah, oh, fuck. You yeah. Know? Ah, beans. You're policies suck shit. <laughs> Which really, I mean, if that's just not the the crux of the situation we're dealing with, not to dive into political. If you want political on OLA Ministries, no. obviously tune into Newsmax with Michael Zampino nope, and Toby. All Morton. the way around. Maximum news. We are the antithesis of Newsmax. Oh yeah, Newsmax is the shitty channel. I know it's on my yeah, network. We are the we are the anti Newsmax. But that's been the, the thing that we're all wrestling with right now is as, as so many people get so uh, embedded and, and solidified in their political views, and we're trying to still be able to enjoy the company of the people we enjoy in public, our neighbors, our coworkers, but at the same time be like, don't vote for people that hates me, <laughs> you know, and shit like that. Yeah. So, so it's, uh, but it, 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 that story about W is just a great reminder that, you know, yeah, there's still people. You Absolutely. Know, we we, we got to try and find the common ground, so... But uh, and oh, I, who would have thought that, like I was a uh, you know I was a uh, one term president you know that that you know George 
George W. was like my first presidential election post high school, right? The first yeah. first presidential election I voted in was that one. And then we had 9-11 and all that stuff happened. And I was already like pretty political, right? So I was very much like, this is the worst fucking president we've ever had and will ever have. Right. And it's pretty wild to now be like, hey, he was not so bad <laughs> yeah. in comparison. Ooh. Uh, you know, there was a little no. bit of, he did, there was a little light war crime in, but you know, but <laughs> he's no Trump. Yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. Well, that's we just... a, I'll give him this and we, we don't have to continue down this road or anything, but, uh, George W had his dad's administration, which put a lot of us at ease knowing that it wasn't a child with his finger hovering over the red button. He had very <laughs> smart people around him to be like, that would be stupid. That would be hurtful. That would blah blah blah. So yeah, yeah. There were pl- plenty of checks and balances and people with with spines back then and now. I don't think that exists anymore. You well, just now, appease whoever's at the top to keep your job. Well, and you know yeah. the the one the biggest difference between I think W and 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 Trump is that uh, you know Trump's very quick to dismiss those checks and balances. Uh, you know, whereas yeah. George W. had a lot more respect for the uh, the institutions around him, realizing like, no, these people are here for a reason, and I am I am to listen yeah. to them. Yeah. You know, uh, no George George W. Clinton. Uh, uh, I mean, regular. Sorry, George Bush. Also, they're some of the biggest critics. George of W. Trump. Clinton. They're the first to speak. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, George. No, George W. Clinton and and Bush Senior. They're they're all outspoken about how awful Trump is. Yeah, they're they go out of their way. To <laughs> they're like this guy sucks shit. He really made us all look bad. Yeah. Well, yeah. and, and the dude sucks, but but what was that? And, and he does. He, you know, it's, it's great that they are speaking up against him. But it was it's the ways that they bent the rules that have taught that taught him how to break the rules. And 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 unfortunately, yeah. Yeah. And, and 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 it doesn't have to be a black and white thing. You know, we can be grateful that those men of power and influence are speaking up against such a villain but also acknowledge the fact that you know guys you're kind of complicit too and the whole damn system has got these cracks that we got to talk about we got to address mm-hmm. uh so we know you guys yep. will get get into it over on maximum news won't you oh fingers crossed baby uh so john question when you're um when you're out on the ships are you um that's me cursing by the way those beeps <laughs> it, on non show times are you uh, are you like catching up on streaming shit or are you just hanging out with other people on the boat what's your kind of normal go to uh daily activity to kill that time when you're not performing I feel like I have more of a schedule on ships just because I have no distraction so I am a guest entertainer meaning I am a guest like any of the other guests until I have to perform. So I'm just a guest that occasionally gets to tell stories to the rest of them. And then I go back to going to restaurants, going to the gym, uh, hanging on my room, reading, watching movies, you know, just there's not, I get off at the port and walk around, get, you know, get my steps in, see if there's any antique shops, but it's real, it's real low key. I hate being gone so much. That's, like I do comedy for free. You're paying me to leave my house. Yeah. And so, so to be gone for weeks at a time from home, uh, but knowing it's necessary so that we can keep up with this renovation and yeah. preservation project we've got going on. Uh, but yeah, I would say my schedule is it, it it's like vacation and I just kind of keep, I just stay low. I don't know. Yeah. Cause you do one show on a shift, the difference between us, if we were at a show at Looney bin, for instance, 
we kill it or we bomb, we get to get in our car and disappear. Yeah, yeah, no, you're. But I perform. <laughs> yeah, I'm on the main stage in front of a thousand people, and good, bad, or ugly, I am stuck with these people for the whole week or you're, ten days or whatever the. You're in the yeah, buffet that, line that, with them. That is the fucking worst, man. I'm stopped every two feet for someone to make some silly comments about a joke I made. Like, oh, I bet you wish you had Oreos. <laughs> so the reason I ask is because I was I was just thinking of that exact thing, and I was like, man, I would just be just in the room streaming. Like, I would leave the room yeah. on only on absolute necessities. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just, yeah. even if I kill it, like, I'm just so terrified, like, of, of waiting in the pizza line behind that one guy that's like, think you're fucking funny, huh? <laughs> yep. Yeah. And what? I'm Mr. Mister Funny Man, Mr. Comedian guy. Tell me a joke that. right now. Yeah, here, here's Love a those joke guys. you can use in your little skit. In your oh, it's my favorite. In your little, yeah, that in, is in my your favorite. skit. It's, yeah. it's the 10 minutes after oh. a show when the audience is leaving for a week and yeah. a half. I, I, it's... There, there, that is a level of hell. Have right. I ever told you my first autograph story? No. <laughs> Have I told you this? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so I'm at OKC Looney Bin. Shout out Larry Terry, OKC Looney Bin. And uh, I get off of what I feel was a pretty mediocre set. Like, okay, but not, not great, not terrible. And uh, I go out to the lobby and there's this really drunk guy and he's like just telling me how great I was. And he's like, you got to sign something for me. You got to sign something for me. And so he goes to the bar, gets a Sharpie from Mike, the bar guy at the time, and uh, and comes back and has me sign a five dollar bill. And I was like, in my head, I was like, is this legal? <laughs> like, <laughs> aren't you not supposed to do this? Uh but anyways, so I was like, I don't know. It's it's cool. He wants me to sign something. That's rad. Um, anyways, he immediately turned around and used that $5 bill to buy another drink at the bar. <laughs> <laughs> and it's still to this day one of the funniest things that's ever happened to me. And I'm like, I don't know if he will like... I think it was just that he was so drunk he didn't realize what he just did. But part of me wants to yeah. think that he knew, knew wholeheartedly what he was doing. And that's fucking funny. Yeah. I, yeah. That is funny. <laughs> you, you, you hope he knows what he was doing, because but you, you've you've been you've done comedy long. Like, enough. could you imagine, right? You you you. Uh, let's say it's like a celebrity, right? You meet like jo yeah, yeah. Johnny Legs, right? John Leguizamo, right? And you're like Johnny Legs, I fucking love you. Let me get your autograph. Uh, I don't have anything for you to sign. Let me, will you sign this ten dollar bill? And then you turn around and you buy a map to the stars with it and just give that ten dollars <laughs> away to some asshole. It feels very goldfish. How does brain. Johnny Legs feel right then? Right? Like, He's I, like I, the fuck? I could see being like, oh, it's thank you super, so. No, no, I was gonna say it's a unique flex right there in front of you. It's like you matter. Fucking joking. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's honestly, it's it. Maybe that was his way of saying, "Hey, I've got a joke better than anything he did," and it was. <laughs> yeah, he put the lid on it. He fucking nailed uh, it. That was fucking hilarious. I did a. This is it's similar, but it was more like I got roasted very much on purpose. I respected this older woman. I did a show for a livestock and rodeo show, and it was for all the volunteers. And they said it could be any rating; it did not have to be clean. I show up to the venue. I am performing behind a, uh, oh, what do you call it? Where it has like a fixed microphone and you're behind a stand. Oh, or a podium. A box. What's that called? A podium. Podium. I'm behind a podium with a little one foot long <laughs> yeah. flexible microphone. Oh, wow. A gooseneck. And you know, 
yeah, you know, you know, my style of comedy doesn't work with that. Mm-hmm. And then I, I look out, it's the place is about the size of a Walmart. All of the lights are turned on. All the lights are fully, it's just a fully lit up Walmart sized room with lunch tables positioned about 150 feet away from me. Oh, and everybody's getting barbecue at self-serve. Oh, and wow. I'm, and there are six year olds. There are 90 year olds. <laughs> this is clearly a, a Christian crowd. And I did 45 minutes at the podium of some of the dirtiest, earliest work that I had. Uh, I got no laughs except for the people that were laughing at the shit I was saying. Just like, oh, he really said that. Oh, shit, he's really (laughs) saying this. And then uh, and the biggest laugh I got is when I told the audience, I'll be back by the exit selling T-shirts. The place went (laughs) wild at that part. And then... A, a woman, I want to say about 60 years old, comes up to my T-shirt booth afterwards, and she's like, I heard you had T-shirts for sale? And I was like, oh, yeah, right here. And I get one out and hold it up for her. And she goes, no, I'm just kidding. Have a great night. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Absolutely roasted. It was fantastic. Uh, in that moment, you don't know whether to like be pissed or high-five her. You know what I mean? Oh, high-five. Yeah. I, I loved it immediately because... I find when I have my worst shows, it all it's always helpful to have a comedian in the back of the room say something shitty like, where do you think you lost them? Or, wow, man, you really killed it. You know, And you know they're being assholes, but it <laughs> yeah. helps you get over it. That helped me get over it. That was a, a good recovery. I love, I love the where do you think you lost them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. my favorite. So, where do you think you lost them? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> That's one of those that, like, as a green comic, I didn't get it at first. I was like, oh, well, probably. Oh, yeah, okay. (laughs) Um, At the beginning. I also, I love, there's something so profound to me about that crowd that you're telling us about. Uh, The idea that they all universally understood that they didn't like you to the point of where when you talked about the shirts, they all, because... There's yep. a there's like a there's like a level of higher level understanding there at work about like almost just below mutiny. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. but above like standard repulsion of conservative audiences to a dirty comic. You know, normally they're yeah. just grumpy about it and they give but this crowd was like, oh, oh, he's using language that we don't approve of, but we'll get him. Just wait. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. Like, no, they were smart. Oh. Man, I've, I always feel like Little Rock like just smelled smelled the liberal on me because like you guys both know like my act is not like I'm very political, but my act is not like my act is mostly very. It's a lot of dad stuff. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's very middle of the road. It's I try and stay very relatable. Talking you know, about yourself. Body no, stuff. I don't do politics or religion really in my in my comedy. Yet when I do Little Rock, man, they just. Uh, the second I hit the stage, I feel like the entire audience just kind of goes, hmm, let's see what this fucking asshole has to say. <laughs> <laughs> they cr- make me laugh. I, yeah. I fucking, I don't think, I think I've maybe had like two great sets in Little Rock ever. Like, I just suck shit in Little Rock every time, man. It's the uh, worst. Funny. Uh, man, Little Rock was my, uh, my always my favorite of the clubs. Uh, I don't mind. I've been really? in forever, but yeah, yeah. I, I mean, Tulsa, you know, Tulsa's home. But uh, but whenever I would would travel, I really really liked the little Little Rock room. I always had a good time Ooh. there, though. So, but it's it's got, a room. I got lucky because because my stuff too. I don't I don't shy away. I don't get political, 
but I don't shy away from like the LGBTQ stuff. Right. So I don't, you know, I if you're if you're conservative and closed minded, I'm not probably not your buddy. Right. That's why I'm like, why yeah. are they so mad at me? I don't even touch that shit. No, yeah, you're just you're just talking about being a good dad and right. Know, not not. They're like, we don't like potheads. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah I I I pretty much. Take what's funny to me and translate it for the most people possible. I'm not smart enough to talk about politics and. Do you ever feel like really that, anything? I was going to say, Go do ahead. you ever feel like that happens to you, where like there's a room where like you're not doing anything particularly like, you know, colorful yeah. or whatever, but they're somehow just like against you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's the weirdest a lot shit. Of rooms. Yeah, you you've got a you've got a resistance right up front, and that's why. I've come up with different ways to disarm a room within the first minute or two yeah. to get them on my side because there's always going to be hesitation. Like, uh, I just want to, like, uh, Liza Schlesinger, just as an example, she's such a pretty and captivating comedian that women really resist her. Oh, for Unless sure. they know her, they are absolutely obsessed with her. But if you don't know her, the other women in the room are like, I don't like this. My guy's thinking about her. Right, right. She can run a room, you know. And so she has to find ways around that. And so, like, I'm like a pretty girl. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's why we had you on. No, <laughs> you just, it, it, you see the beard. You see my kind of, I'm a little bit bubbly on stage. And so people immediately want to shut down to that. Like, they don't... It, Obviously a liberal, obviously far left, right, you know, right. I, I, I send off those vibes, but then I only talk about shit that deals or that everyone deals with Same. instead of, I don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't. Until I don't have the. I find uh, my crowd, and then I will talk about my shit exclusively, yeah. exactly I, as I want to. I yeah. haven't quite found that uh, that way of like finding the workarounds, just because I still have that like panicked uh, instinct of like, why don't you like me? <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and, I'm over that. I think. Well, that's uh, been a challenge so to me dumb. too. Because, I should be over that. I'm fucking 41 years old. Why do I give a fuck who likes me? Well, it's instinctual. That's it the is. thing. Is I need it. Is there's a very core thing in the human experience about groups of people and acceptance, and yeah. I think for all of us, it's a different challenge to to get over that, or at least to get to, to be able to put it aside. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's. I think when we started comedy. We were seeking acceptance from rooms full of strangers. That's at least at its core a very messed up thing. Every time we say something, we're hoping for instant feedback of, we like you still. And we're like, oh, good. I hope you still like me after I say this. But then I, I think when I crossed the eight or nine year threshold of doing stand up, it stopped being a question. It's, I've seen my material work everywhere for everyone all ages all races all nationalities you name it i can do this male female let's go and so now and i think it really lends itself if you go and watch any of your favorite comedians they're no longer asking if you like them they're telling you you're in good hands this has all been pre-approved as funny by me so <laughs> don't ask yeah it really is it's a, yeah. like bill burr and dave Chappelle. they all have of an attitude where it's no longer a question and i'm not saying i'm there no i'm fucking not for but, sure but at least in my head i know i've got x amount of hours of material that work everywhere that i go so if i'm connected to my material if i'm connected to the audience and i'm giving them all the effort and enthusiasm i've got and it's not working 
I don't even get in my head for a second to think that it's me. I know it's them. Yeah. And I know, and I, and that doesn't happen often. It might be once a year, twice a year on a bad year that I have a bad show. Yeah. And I don't say that bragging. I'm very lucky. But again, it took a long time to work that out to where it doesn't matter if it's dirty or clean. I can dial this room in exactly as they need to be dialed in. But when you fail, you can walk away knowing, no, I get, I never cut back on energy. I never bailed on my jokes. I never rerouted. I went full force and they fucking suck. It's okay. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it Maybe I've convinced myself of that. Like <laughs> uh, the only, the only time you can't have a good show is on a Zoom show. Oh yeah, uh, those, those are the only the only positive thing about a Zoom show. Yeah, is when you're done, you close your laptop and you're 15 feet away from your kitchen where you can start eating your feelings immediately. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, I had a I had a realization earlier. We were talking about how we as comics hate to uh, like selling ourselves and doing like the PR part and that and uh, yeah. and and I realized that it's because uh, it's I'm, I don't know if it's different for like musicians or different people, but I know it's like as comics, I think part of it has to be that our our instinct is to be self deprecating. And so the idea of like pumping yourself up and like gassing yourself up for a, like to basically sell yourself in an ad, so to speak, is so fucking weird and foreign to us that we're like, <laughs> I can't do it. I can't. And so every time I try and write something positive about myself, I just look at it so cynically like, you fucking asshole. What are you talking about? Who are you to say something like this? But well, we have to. Definitely. I, I've experienced yeah. where yeah. working on stuff and I write something and I feel like it's kind of a brag. And I'm like, well, I want them on board with me. I don't want to act above them. So which and I know there's a way to do it. But just in my style, I keep coming back to self-deprecating for that, which I think a lot of comics do, especially a lot of newer. comics. Yeah, it's our instinct. Yeah. By the way, uh, I, I don't know if you were you planning on being um, filmed today. Is that why the shirt? Did, did Joanna make you wear the shirt? Uh, no, she did buy it for me, but I'm <laughs> going to wear it every chance I get. For, for the listeners, uh, John's wearing a trophy husband T-shirt. Uh, Walmart? No, <laughs> I wish it was Walmart. No, no, no. There's a there's this there's this cute cute gay couple on instagram called happily ever etter e-t-t-e-r happily ever etter and uh one, one of the husbands he's the he goes I, I i forget what he does but he goes to a job he's the breadwinner and then he's got this bubbly cute husband that stays home and posts vlogs all day and and decorates the inside of they, they have a victorian mansion oh love and it. but He's just adorable. He's just he's just really good energy, and he's always uh, and that's talking about their his, shirts. Yeah, yeah. Happily, actually, I don't oh, know there if we that'll go. show up, but happily yep. ever etter. E T T E R. Yeah, they're absolutely hysterical, and uh, we started following them, and I posted this, and they shared it, and then now they like all my posts. I like. Oh, their I love posts, it. So. Well, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's they're awesome. doing they're doing with their house and their life what Joanna and I want to do with our house and our life. It's That's just awesome. uh, share this process, get more people buying old structures because nothing is greener than buying what already exists. Hey. Exactly. Yeah. And that's, uh, you know, to, to bring it back around, I know we talked a little bit about the church uh, at the top of the show, but but that has been a, a, a fun thing to watch, too. And I'm, I, I really appreciate that you guys have shared that experience a little bit online is because 
Uh, you know, as someone that really appreciates architecture, I was telling you how Zamp and I were looking around at architecture just across Oklahoma, and, and you see what's been abandoned, and you see these little bits of history and these old styles of design, and to preserve that in any way, to me, is just so cool and such a, a great thing to share with others to hopefully encourage it. Uh, so I, 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 for one, really appreciate it, not just because it's been fun to see, and I I, I, I love you, and I love getting to see uh, you, you, you and Joanna and your happy marriage. It's a lot of fun, but also uh, to know that that that's going to hopefully encourage others to do that. You're, you're, you're kind of doing a service, yeah. which, which I appreciate. I, I, feel, I still feel such oh. a, I still feel such a weird, like, uh, almost creepy connection to your marriage having like, you know, cause you and I work together, uh, that uh, a week during like a very formative part of, of your early relationship. I remember, uh, and we had a lot yeah. of like long talks about like commitment and love and like all this stuff. And it was very, like, it was very deep and very like that. We got very close in that in that week i agree uh and then almost the very next time uh you came around we were uh we were planning surprises for for uh proposals and and, and all that and it's it's been awesome to see it man and uh becky and i Thanks, just we, yeah we, you were we think the world of you guys and becky immediately when i told her you were going to be on said make sure and send them my love so you know mate you make, oh same yeah. man i i love following y'all's story and what great parents you guys are i think that's maybe what the takeaway, I already know that you and Becky are madly in love. And there's something to it. With with certain people, you marry the wrong person, and it, it can be the most – it's the biggest decision you will ever make in your life mm -hmm. is deciding who you spend the rest of your life with. When you find the right one, it is literally – and this is the comic book nerd in me – it is a super power. You find the right person. They lift you up in every regard, in every moment that you're feeling weak or you have self-doubt. They just remind you, you're awesome. They wouldn't spend time with a loser. Keep going. You know what I mean? Like simple Absolutely. little Absolutely. Yeah. shove you in the right direction. Yeah, because Absolutely. as artists, we just need that verbal affirmation that, am I doing good? Okay, I'm doing good. Like, yeah. But Joanna just has the right way of supporting me, and I hope I have the right way of supporting her, that it just feels... We're building something important, just like uh, you were mentioning, uh, Hilton, about being in you know an old structure. It is very much uh, it's an honor to get the opportunity to preserve this place, to get to live in something that's 120 years old, and to do the research on its history and who the first pastors were, and uh, like that's an that's an 18 foot tall hand painted memorial window. That wow. predates the building by 70 years. It was donated to our our uh, wow. our church when it was built. But we wouldn't know that unless we got the stories about it. So likewise, that I feel absolutely grateful for the opportunity to live in such a rare space. I feel truly, truly grateful, not being silly, generic, or yeah. mushy when I say this, truly grateful to share space and to get to take on a journey with Joanna. She is such a, an, it, just an interesting, intriguing, smart, wild. She's a wildling. You guys, she is absolutely <laughs> unhinged at times. And it, and it's that I get to share that space with her and I'm doing this thing that I happen to love and I'm living in a space. I've got my dream job, dream girl, dream house. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we're helping animals where we can. So I, I just, we, as adults, we always say we will start living our dreams down the line. 
when money is better, right. when time opens up. Right. And we just kind of put all of our eggs in living that dream now. Yeah. Uh, so this the small town was a way to go for maximum quality of life, whereas like living in larger markets, the uh, Dallas Fort Worth area, Chicago, yeah. um, L.A., New York for for comedy, people think that's where you should go. Well, that's where 60% of what you earn is going to go to rent, Yeah, just the yeah. cost of mm-hmm. living there. Where out here, we were able to buy a property and the land it sits on real cheaply, and we spend more time, more time doing what we love with the people we love, with the animals we love. And Now, the question it's is— It's a long spiel. Go ahead. What denomination was the church? Uh, Episcopal. Okay, I think but you're safe. Here's, cool. I think you're safe. They're cool. You'll, yeah, here's, here's if it was Catholic, about it, though. you might have to do some some exorcisms, <laughs> burn some sage or something. Burn an entire sage bush right <laughs> on the altar. Uh, no, what what sold us on the town? We were nervous. Small town, Kansas. It's yeah. going to be you know, it's going to be questionable. Culture shock. But the yeah, precisely, but the uh, the pastor of this church was an openly gay female. And was for almost 30 years and was also part of the congregation, a member of the congregation as a child. So she went here as a six, seven, eight, nine-year-old little girl. And then she grew into the pastor uh, and her partner still lives in town. So unfortunately, the pastor for this church passed away in October of 2020 to COVID. Mm. But her partner still lives here, runs another church. And we get to learn more about the pastor of this church through her stories That's and amazing. pictures and everybody. Into it. It's really, really awesome. That but is very cool. We found that if a small town embraced two openly gay female pastors, then we could we could make a life here. Yeah, as, because as, if we as cis white, yeah, <laughs> straight people. Well, precisely, it, yeah. And, and that's just was, happened to be liberal. Of, it, Exactly, exactly. And it had such good energy the minute we walked in here. It was no questions at all. Well, and it's a great example of how there are these, you know, you know, we, we, we keep coming back to this theme that, you know, not everything is all black and white and defined by one thing. And, you know, just like there, there's plenty of, of conservative values in, in our big cities, there's plenty of acceptance and understanding and love uh, for your common man in in whoever they are in in just these little small corners of the world, whether it's uh, places like here in Tulsa where we have vibrant LGBTQ communities, or or parts of rural Kansas, and 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 Kansas continues to surprise well, even with it codifying yes. oh, abortion rights that right after uh, the Supreme Court stuff. It's it's that's a cool little state that I have uh, uh, not thought enough about in my forty three years, and continue to to learn that. One thing that I've come to really uh, uh, believe in my uh, elder adulthood, if you will, is uh, that most people, when when they're intolerant, it's usually from lack of exposure, you know, from living in an echo chamber, yeah. lack of exposure. They've, they've only heard one opinion. They've only seen one group of people their whole lives. And a lot of times, given exposure to just regular people, outside of that a lot of those ideals tend to come crashing down once they realize yeah. like hey i was around this you know black person or i was around this gay person and and i'm okay yeah and and i really yeah. like them and they're a good i think they're a good person yeah. then suddenly those ideas right. you know they don't have as much 
They don't hold as much weight as they used to. Yeah. And, and, and it's easier to get past them. So I think, yeah, it's, it's just a matter of exposure, you know, and being around those people I agree. is the best way to, you know, help. Well, and, and you said it yourself kind of, John, when you talk about how you've uh, performed for all these different crowds of, of all kinds of different beliefs and and you've won them all over. And you do that by finding common ground. You do that by highlighting yeah. what, what brings us together. I've seen a million faces and I've rocked them all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. JB Jovi. Uh, the best seat in the house. I always I always tell people uh, comedians have the best seat in the house because Comedy, when it sparks recognition in someone in the audience, they will turn and hit their partner in the arm a thousand times. So I'm watching domestic violence from the best vantage <laughs> point in the world. They're just they're like, baby, that's you. Baby, that's you. That's me. That's you. And they're just smacking each other a billion times. <laughs> that's hilarious. I had, I had a small question and a very unprofessional one. Would it be okay if I ran to the bathroom and came right back? Oh, 100%. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, cool. I was like... I. I had a gigantic coffee and I'm starting to do the leg wiggling dance and I'm like, I can just ask them. Yeah, no. So I'm gonna put these up so you don't you don't have to listen to my splash tails. Okay, uh, sounds damn. good. We'll see you in a sec. Actually, a little disappointed. <laughs> splash tails sounds like a fun uh, Disney show. Splash tails. Woo! Dun, 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 there's a splashing, lots of splashing, splash tails. There's a dookie in the deep end, splashing. That got. Did that get better or worse? I don't know why, but I thought of the uh, the the candy bar in the pool from Caddyshack. Oh my God! Do you remember that? Uh, no, I've never seen Caddyshack, despite the fact that my Godfather made the Gopher. Really? Yep. And, uh, Andre Lavery, or I think he's credited as Bernard Lavery. In the okay, credits, but, and yeah. he made he, he, the... he created that Gopher. The, was yeah. it a puppet? It was a puppet. Yeah, it yeah. was. A, it was a real Gopher that he conjured. No, I didn't know if it was a, like a model or if it was a. a it was a puppet. A puppet. A puppet. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, it was animatronic. It came to life. It was like Night at the Museum. It was a robot? It was Night of the Gopher. Night of the Gopher. Um, I No, there's a scene in that movie where someone drops a baby Ruth in the swimming pool. Okay. And Oh, yeah, and there's that scene like, out of the pool or something like that. There's a what he says pool. is, yeah. he swims into it, and he says, Dookie! Oh, he says Dookie? Yeah, it's very funny. Oh, that's me. great. Man. <laughs> yeah, that's... Uh, I like will how, forever find the word dookie funny. Well, and I'm just I I didn't know that word before Green Day, so that was kind of a really? learning experience to me. Yeah. That's very interesting. All right, so, we were just talking dookies. Yeah, we uh, we did talk about dookies while while you were gone. <laughs> talk about about dookies. You yeah. said you said uh, splash tales, and then I said immediately said that sounds like a fun <laughs> Disney show. Yep. Uh, uh, <laughs> But then we started singing a theme song that turned into about being a dookie in the pool, yeah. like in Caddyshack. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, oh, uh, true story. Uh, I, the the ship we were just on for two weeks, the Holland America, we were in Bemini, uh, and we were off the ship, and we were kind of just walking around the edge of the shore, picking up. Uh, Joanna f- was finding conches uh-huh. out in the water. And a woman rushed over to us. She had to be mid-60s. And she's like, hey, you're the comedian, right? And she looked really, like, scared about something. And I was like, I am. And she's like, okay, I just wanted to tell you and your wife, and, I, and I'm mortified by telling you this, but I, I really had to go to the bathroom, and I knew I wasn't going to make it back to the ship. So I just went out there, and I took a poop. And while I was out there, they just, like, floated to the surface. And it was, like, really freaking me out. 
Uh, but anyways, it happened over there, so I just wanted you guys to stay out of the wall. <laughs> I was like, you didn't have to tell me. You didn't have to tell me. No. You could have. This is your most embarrassing moment. You're telling the man with the motor mouth. Why would you do that? You had yeah. you had plausible but, deniability. You could have yeah. just walked away. Yeah. I don't know where those the, dookies the came ocean from. Is the yeah the the ocean is the greatest filter for all things. All <laughs> things. Oil <laughs> spills. You name it. It eventually cleanses itself. It was not labeled <laughs> Judy's Dookie. You know, I mean, it. I know. Yeah, it, you wouldn't have known whose Dookie it was. <laughs> John's she out there. He hustled over to us. The Dookie hits his leg, and he's like, immediately, get a bag. We're gonna have this analyzed. That's like if you. <laughs> it, it, it's the exact opposite of if you ever use a like a single stall public bathroom, and it already smells terrible. And then when you're walking out, someone's walking in, and you have that moment of panic that they're going to think you're the reason it smells <laughs> It terrible. wasn't me. It wasn't me. But this is the opposite. There was no way you would associate that with her automatically. You would just be like, oh, holy, maybe that's why she got out, was because she saw the dookie. It was an entire ocean. It yeah. was an entire... How like, great, the, how great would it have been? Oh, yeah. Hundreds and hundreds of yards. I don't know why you came to yeah, us. Because exactly. We were she could have a couple hundred feet of your duke. Anyway, <laughs> her her biggest fear was that you you somehow immediately walk into the water, and as she's walking away, you go, "Hey, hey!" Also, get back here, and pick up your shit. <laughs> there is a turd here. Why? Why? This is clearly human. Get back here. Also, yeah, I just had she a didn't have to, but she did a realization that you said I that you, you were a hundred feet from her duke. Most yeah. of us are always a hundred feet from a duke. <laughs> we we always are exactly. Yeah. There's, there's almost all at least. Look, there's two truths in this world: six degrees of Kevin Bacon and a hundred feet away from a duke <laughs> at any given time. <laughs> That's we're in a neighborhood where there's probably dozens of dukes within a hundred feet. Six degrees of Kevin's oh, dookie. Yeah. There's there's so much duke <laughs> in this area. Oh man, should we do picks and plugs? I guess we gotta. I feel good I don't about think we're gonna we've... do better work than that. So this is where we do. Uh, obviously, the plugs is pretty self-explanatory, but picks is just if you remember like a pick of the week sort of a thing. Anything you've been into, um, watching, reading, uh, any music you've been listening to um, doesn't have to be new. Can be doesn't have to be. Uh, all I, okay. I, I tend to suggest old albums all the time, you know. So, um, but yeah, we'll go yeah. first. Uh, give you some time to think it over. Go ahead. Uh, uh, yeah, okay. Uh, coming up shows, uh, I definitely want you guys to come out and see me the first weekend in, uh, uh, excuse me, in January. I believe it is uh, Saturday, uh, January 7th, uh, doing Brett Jeffries' That's right. Riff Show. Me too. Uh, up at Heirloom Rustic Ales. The uh, hilarious Michael Zampino will be there as long as a, uh, as well as a laundry list of uh, fantastic local talent. I thought you were going to say, that. I thought you were going to give a stipulation I wasn't aware of. <laughs> Michael Zampino will be there as well, as long as, as, long he, as he gets he, $10,000. As long as he brings me a little weed. <laughs> Well, that's I'll a given. Be there. Um, and then the week after, of course, you guys got to come to the Starlight Comedy Night. We're always so happy to have you. We're doing it the second Friday of every month. And on January 13th, we have got an awesome lineup. We've got Tulsa's Jesse Willett. We've got the Tulsa Phenomenon, Thunderwolf, and coming to us all the way from Arkansas. Yeah, that's right. Steph Bright is going to be here. Super She's happy wonderful. to have her back in Tulsa. Have you gotten to work with Steph? Steph Bright I from haven't. Arkansas. She's really good. No. If if yeah. you get the chance to work with her, you'll you'll really enjoy her. Where's she based out of? Um, I want to really? say Northwest, like uh, maybe Bentonville, Let Fayetteville check. area. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she's an Arkansas comic. I know she does like the Looney Bin. Uh, stuff. Fayetteville, yeah. Fayetteville, okay, Fayetteville. yeah. 
Very funny. Glad Heck to have yeah. her on the no, show. No, I, I, I've seen I've seen her name advertised, but it's funny when you uh, when when you headline, you just never get to meet anybody that's on the flyers the week before or after you. you sure. Just, yeah. You run into each other by chance. Yeah, yeah. Yep. But I hear great things, not only from you guys, but from other people. Great reputation. Yeah, yeah, she really And I does. think she's still emceeing, right? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you might you might get the chance to have her host for you. Yeah. Oh, uh, very cool. Yeah. Um, what else? Uh, Go ahead. Picks. Um, let's see. What can we talk about? Uh, I've been listening. I've been watching Andor on Disney+, Plus. that Star Wars show. Still? It's real controversial because some people think, don't think it's real. It's too slow. It's not action-packed enough. A lot of other people are liking that slow burn, and that's what's getting me. I'm about halfway through the season. You like that slow burn? Really enjoying it, but I, I have to give it the time it needs, you know? It's a show. I have a hard time with that. Star Wars is a fluff concept. You want to see the big space battles. You want to see the, the, the laser swords, but this is political intrigue. Mm. So I've been uh, so you gotta you gotta focus and watch. I can't get too high. Well, saying. you said political, and now I'm a little bit more interested. Yeah, yeah, it's the birth of the rebellion. You get to see. Uh, I didn't like the westernness of of Mandalorian. That that bores me. Yeah, and but like oh. you give me you give me like a Ides of March. There's, there's some I- <laughs> some March Iden. Isn't Iden? that weird? I'm like, yeah, that other one's boring, but yeah, give me political intrigue, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's somehow less boring. Yeah, so dumb. Well, you're kind of boring. Well, you know, it is what it is. Uh, for me, I will also be at said Rift show January 7th at Heirloom Rustic Ales. Yeah, come hang out. Come see me there. Uh, we're going to be making stuff up off the top of the domes, as it were. Uh, the Rift show outworks will draw a, a subject and we'll just uh, attempt to do stand up comedy on that subject right then and there. Uh, which I That's love. Fun. Because, That's a really fun format. Yeah, I love it because I hate all my prepared material. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, picks. Oh boy, what have I been? Uh, what, what, what? Yeah, this has been a weird week. I haven't been uh, watching a lot of stuff. Uh, boy, I should have thought about this beforehand, eh? Probably. <laughs> you can always put a link when we post on Facebook. Throw a link there about something you're into. Okay, fine. We've been listening to Christmas music all week. Yeah, there's a there's a bad religion Christmas album out there that's really that's fun. One, yeah, if uh, they uh, they they ironically do all the uh, mostly the religious Christmas songs, bad religion style. And it's it's very fun. Lots of lots of good harmonies. You know, bad religion's a fun band. There, that's my pick. Bad go religion. listen to the bad religion Christmas album. There you go. It's better than Mariah Carey's. Well, and perfect time. We got yeah. uh, we got one more week till Christmas. Yeah. I don't hate the Mariah Carey album as much as the rest of America does, though. That's good stuff. She's we've, fine. we've already talked a lot about our least favorite Christmas songs. Least favorite Christmas song. Do you have one? What's the worst? Uh, Grandma got run over by a reindeer. Oh, I'll take that. I think it's just dread, it's, dreadful. I'll take that all day yeah. over a Paul McCartney. Against, uh, you don't like that wonderful Christmas time, right, Zamp? That's the one you don't like? I hate it. I had a moment of panic last night. This is very silly, but very fun. I, I also was, don't like Little Drummer Boy. I was at uh, Blackberry on Pearl. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was dumb. They were. I was at this bar doing a show, and what comes on but last Christmas? And I was upset. I thought I had lost Whamageddon, but it was a cover, and the covers don't count. Oh. So I am still in the running for Whamageddon this year. Very proud of myself. Wait, are you, do you know Whamageddon, John? I don't. That's where you have to make it uh, from December 1st to Christmas Day without hearing last Christmas by the group Wham. Okay. Yeah, so that's a, that's the goal, is just don't hear that song, which I imagine on a cruise at so, Christmas time may be tough. 
Yeah, but if you hear it, you run or you've lost. You just lost. You've lost. That's that's just it's game over. Oh, that means you. You have you no can't control. Go to department stores. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. yeah you got to watch where you shop. You got to watch where you go out to eat. It's a it's a risky business. That's a different that movie. That is. Yeah. That seems perilous. Honestly, yeah. like, <laughs> you can't win. Yeah, it's hard. I this. I think what. So now we're we're uh, today we're recording this on the seventeenth. This is a carnival game. It's impossible to win. This may be the longest I've ever made it. I. This could be my. This might be my championship run. So. Oh, so. I'm so competitive. I, w- I would become a hermit. I just wouldn't leave my house just to win. <laughs> well, Amazon shopping has helped. I'll give it that. Uh, okay. But definitely right. uh, the social events. I may cut yeah. out any social events. You're not going days. to Kohl's. No Kohl's for me. You're, Fuck not, go- that. you're not going to JCPenney. No, no, no. Can't go to the mall. Yeah, that's that's a. Have you been to a JCPenney recently? No. Yeah. It's, it's basically yeah, like it's Ross now. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like Ross. They sold <laughs> JC. It's pretty wild. Yeah. yeah. No, they. I think it's just called Pennies. Pennies now. Oh, oh, okay. J- oh JC wow, was really? like, "Don't you fucking they put have my a new name logo?" On <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. Which I, they've been struggling to rebrand and try and bring back the business for like a decade now. So I'm not surprised. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the other one that's uh, uh, remember Burlington Coat Factory. Yeah. Right. Used to be just Burlington. Now it's now yeah. it's yeah. Now it's just another Ross. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it, Ross and TJ Maxx and Marshalls and all that. Those same. are all. Yeah, that same business model. Yeah. Of just, yep. yeah, fucking throw it in there, whatever. Man. <laughs> it's so gross in there. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, picks and plugs for you. What do you got? What do you got? Where can people find you? Where can people follow you? I was going to say, uh, you can find my Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, all of that on my website. If you just go to johnstringer.com, J O N S T R I N G E R.com. Uh, but yeah, no, my January and February and then most of my April right now is all land gigs. So I'll, I love the term land gigs. (laughs) I know, I know, but when ships take up 75% of my, when we had the pandemic and the ship and ship gigs ended, uh, obviously I knew I missed them, but when they came back, I accepted every single contract I was offered thinking secretly that the that that covid would rear its ugly head again and they'd have to shut down the ship industry again but it didn't happen and now i have to work all these goddamn contracts (laughs) i can't get out of them now yeah it's a lot uh but it was awesome um but yeah no that's that's where my stuff is i got nothing to plug uh I'm uh, I'm on y'all's I'm on y'all's podcast, so I want everyone to listen to this. Of course, uh, no, I'll share this everywhere I can. Thanks. And then, um, but but music, I've I've kind of tumbled back into a like Radiohead revival. I've been really into that lately. It's Dude, so damn good. I just the other I, day listened to the Benz in its entirety, just at random. Like that's so weird. Like so, just this last week, I was like, I want to listen to the Benz. Back, yeah. The, the emotions you had at certain parts of your life, it can bring you right back to that little sliver of history yep. uh, for the entirety of the song. So I, I'm liking sort of the time travel it's providing. It's really good. Nice. Uh, uh, I do that with we- Weezer sometimes, with you know Beastie Boys sometimes. But the show that I want to even recommend to you guys is Ancient Apocalypses. Oh, Have wow. you seen that on Netflix? Uh-uh. It's advertised oh. on Netflix essentially it, they are civilizations that are lost to history and that we don't know much about but they predate anything we know as human beings they predate the existence 
or anything that we know to be a modern or modernized civilization, these civilizations that they're finding predate those by tens of thousands of years sometimes, some of just thousands of years, and scientists are hesitant to even acknowledge them because it would then you know, dismantle everything we know about history and human evolution and things like that. So wow. you're going to places where there are pyramids way older than the original pyramids in Mexico and off the island of Sicily and things like that, where you're like, why is no one talking about this? That's because if science acknowledges how old these places are, then we've got to start all over with our understanding. So it's pretty neat. Wow, yeah. Isn't that how science is supposed to work though? You find new shit, you fucking start over. Yeah. <laughs> you you'd be you'd be shocked at just how many scientists want to dig their heels in because it means their entire livelihood was spent. They're like, I got, uh, means I got to do and, a lot more work. That sucks ass. And you know, that's <laughs> yeah. the, the thing too, is is that's literally a core tenant of science. You know, you, you knew that taking the job scientist, that new information was going to change things. It's right. So, yeah. You know, Hey, good news. I found your, uh, your dates poster. Yeah. Uh, looks like Tulsa, yeah. Tulsa dates are 22nd through the 25th of February, man. That's perfect. Yeah. I've got a. I've got a. I'm putting the R back in February. By February. the way, February. Uh, it's been there forever. Yeah. <laughs> That's the weirdest thing, man. February. Don't say it like that. It sounds like a, insane. Let's just add it to other months: March, January, <laughs> January. Yeah. That's right. a fun one. April. Nope. October. Nope. Can't do April. April doesn't nope. work. Nope. nope. Yep. Can't do that one. <laughs> Boy, we fucked up there. <laughs> that, that ended quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Had a good run adding R's to months. Uh, man, uh, you were talking about uh, how that music can take you back to that that specific moment in your past. Uh, Radiohead, the Benz, OK Computer does it. Uh, another one that does yep. it for me is uh, is uh, Yoshimi Battles the Pink Robots, the Ooh, Flaming the Lips Flaming album. Yeah, man, that yes. one that one does a specific something to me just because of my best friend Joe and I and our connection to that album and. And uh, he passed nice. a little over a year ago, and so that one like hits me hard, man. Every time I hear it now, especially "Do You Realize?" Oh yeah, yeah, that one hits me real, yeah. real fucking hard. Man. But uh, John, thank you so much for doing the show again. It's so good to see you. Please give my love to your lovely wife. And uh, whose family is more annoying about trying to get you to have kids? Yours or hers? Neither. They get it. We're not into it. I wow! No so. shit. Yeah. Nope. Man, that is the exception to the rule, right? No, it's always outside people not involved in our decision making whatsoever. (laughs) Right? They're like, when are you going to have kids? Yep, our parents, our siblings. That's shocking. That's wild. Yeah. Yeah. Usually, at least one mom is like, maybe one baby. (laughs) (laughs) The fact that you have (laughs) none. That's a 90 year old mom. (laughs) Yeah. But she's very, look, man, she started late. You know, she had you at 40. (laughs) Here's the deal she just wants someone to go down that scratchy water slide with. That's all it is. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. (laughs) Scratchy water slide. (laughs) Oh, man. All right. Uh, Thank you again. And uh, don't forget, go to J O N S T R I n-g-e-r.com johnstringer.com check out all of his dates and upcoming stuff and wherever you are he's going to be somewhere close to you uh do go see him when you get the chance it is a wonderful wonderful time absolutely thanks we'll talk soon buddy thank you guys yep i'm gonna hug the ever-living shit out of you guys when i see you i know in february absolutely can't wait buddy see you then see ya have a great day guys you too thank you take it from me